0: Greetings, nerds. This is Cena nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing today, Will?
1: Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this
2: weekend?
0: I'm just... I mean, we're just talking about when we can go and see Endgame again. Yeah. Um, and it appears that many people are going to see it again because it just continues to crush the box office.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think this afternoon saw saw that it... Uh Past uh, Titanic for number two on the all-time grossing spot.
0: Yeah, and that means it crossed the two billion line within like two weeks. Yeah, less than two, less, weeks, less, less than two
1: weeks. Yeah, less than
0: two so weeks. So yeah. it's just it's insane, and I mean, I I hope it beats Avatar. I don't know if it can sustain that. But I, I, fingers crossed, because Avatar being number one is just a disgrace. <laughs> it is. <laughs>
1: it is a disgrace. But I saw the perfect, I saw a tweet today. Someone uh, had put up uh, the scene of uh, Captain America and uh Falcon whenever, it, you know, on your left. And mm-hmm. so it had Avatar as Falcon and it had Captain America uh, as in-game. And uh, it was like the, the tag was uh, James Cameron.
0: Looking over his shoulder. That's, that's a good one. I, I wish I had seen that because that seems perfect.
1: Yeah. On your left.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I'm just, like I said, I hope it sustains it. And speaking of sustaining momentum, we're going to talk about Cloak and Dagger season two, episode six tonight. This season is just, I think that they pulled off a better, second season than the first season i know it's not over and i may be calling it too early but every episode i just watch and i'm fully engaged like i'm not even thinking about like well obviously this will happen next like i'm just engrossed in what's going on and it keeps leaving me like wait what just happened oh my god that they just went there
2: yeah
1: yeah I, you're you're totally right this season has uh surpassed its uh inaugural season and uh it's uh even even when they have like an off episode and i don't even know i wanna say that this was an off episode but it's still so much better than a lot of things that's on right now and uh they really have had some good sustained storytelling. I mean, we're at episode six of a ten-episode season, and it feels that. Uh, everything about it is just—they're—they're they're really hitting hitting on all cylinders. And I, yeah, it, you're right. It, when I'm watching it, it's like okay, fully engrossed, uh, and really have to watch. Sometimes I have to go back and watch a second time to make sure I like saw everything I thought I saw because <laughs> there's just so many things that's good that happens in the episode.
0: I had to pull up notes from previous episodes to kind of like connect the dots onto what was really going on. Like, and I don't know if this is true, but despair is another Loa. Mm-hmm. Is, is that correct?
1: I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, and so, and it's, and it's crazy. Like, like last week when we spoke briefly about episode five, I, I referred to it as a magic trick. Well, they fooled me again. Because I I was watching this episode and um as I knew I had seen things on Twitter that talked about despair, but it it really like all of that was put pushed out the window when I started watching the episode and then when they do the reveal, I'm like, No, 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 no. So you're telling me last week when they were talking about the um the farmer and the—it's on the tip of my tongue. What the animal is?
1: The viper, serpent.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah really, it was the guy. It wasn't Leah who was yeah. the viper in that situation.
1: Yeah. yeah, it it was, and you know, I've seen some people say they thought that reveal was predictable or whatever, but I—if Prisoner of the Moment, when I watched it, I surprised. It 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 was one of those things, and and that. It was like, whoa! This is how you reveal a big bad. <laughs> uh,
0: Absolutely.
1: It, you know, just the because he, he despair was one of those villains that it, I don't want to go back to another show, but there's a show that we sometimes talk about on this podcast that goes back to a certain season one where you have a certain villain who I'll just say it, Thawne. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that show.
1: That show. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been able to recapture that, that moment. Uh, but, uh, but with, with despair, I just love the way structurally they set this episode up mm-hmm. as far as each record that
2: mm-hmm.
1: he pulls up. It's just that, that breaking down of, of Tandy. So, and cause even though Tandy has a lot of bluster and a lot of energy and everything else, she still has a lot of insecurities and, and especially with relationships with people and particularly men and, you know, Ty's really the only person that she's been able to build that connection due to obviously the incident and, and the, from where they first got their powers, but also as we've seen their relationship grow throughout the, the the one and a half seasons that the show's been on. I mean, that's been the one constant person that has not let her down, uh, despite they have their falling out moments and everything else. So I, I like the way that they use the records to, 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 and, and the dream sequence to sort of reinforce that relationship and remind us as an audience, these two, and we've talked about this before, they really can't work independent of each other. They need each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're, what you're saying because what I, I thought it was so beautiful how you start off and you start playing perfect family or the perfect life. And then the B side of it is the fractured family, which reinforces like those can just be mini segments in and of itself. And what they reinforce is that her parents. And what happened with their marriage is not, they could, they be, could still be together and she would still have issues of losing people. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's perfect. And even if, um, her dad did die in the accident and instead of go becoming a thief, she were, were to live up to his legacy, she would still encounter problems. And then I, I liked, I, I liked how you kind of knew what her, I don't know, different interpretations would be. And, and the surprise, surprise factor was how they integrated Tyrone and yeah. his path or his brother into those flashbacks. Yeah. And then they pull out Liam, which don't, don't tell me anybody saw that coming because that's BS. <laughs> that is a callback. That's like a, a, a really major far one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Clean, cleaned up Liam no less.
0: Right. Well, yeah. well, of course. I mean, of course he had to be cleaned up because he, if, if Tandy's life changed, then his life probably had ramifications. Like, like it's, this show is really indicating like we are all connected to each other. And yes, we all have our problems and our failures and our successes, but we're all butterflies. And so one change in one life can have ramifications for other lives that they're connected to.
1: Definitely, definitely. And and, and that's another thing, too, is um, even though this episode focused on Tandy and a lot of her journey and her feelings of, um, as Andre said, stealing other people's hopes, as what we saw sometimes in season one, uh, it, it also, I felt, Tyrone also had a very important arc in this in this in this episode and, and didn't I didn't feel like he was sidelined or displaced yeah. uh, at he, all. he
0: he served such a critical role do you before we move on to talk about Tyrone, do you think part of what's happening this this connection between despair and tandy? Like I don't want to gloss over what she did last season because there was a full episode where she was stealing stealing the hopes and we learned that that's basically what despair is also doing like yeah. he needs that to survive. So is this a form of penance for her?
1: It could be a form of penance. It could also It also could be a situation where to to date we've only at least for the night that the Ty and Patandi received their powers, we've only known about their situation. I think this is, this penance or this, him having the need to feed off of her stealing people's hopes is kind of a penance. Like, okay, yeah, you need this to survive. I need this to survive as far as despair. Um, and maybe. It's like that, I guess, where she and Tai are, you know, yin and yang of one another. This mm-hmm. other, this other, despair and hopelessness is the third factor that is not necessarily a counterbalance for 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 the, for the two of them, but more of a.
0: more More of a a reflection reflection yeah
1: yeah i don't yeah i'm just trying yeah i I hadn't really thought about it until you until you asked me about it here but i think that's what it is
0: yeah well don't forget there was that line early on in the season where tyrone was becoming um starting to understand who and what um mayhem was Mm -hmm. and he asked tandy straight up am i like her
2: Oh yeah, that's because right. There's
0: similarities between those two and what they're doing and the lines that they choose to cross versus the lines that they choose not to.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's true. And it, and it seems that, oh, so, so without you saying that, it seems that despair is that line because his powers are kind of similar to tie to in that it, you know, feeds off of fear and those and hopelessness. Um, maybe that's that if if despair is that next level, where if Ty had crossed the line, that's where he would go,
2: yeah,
0: and I mean, you could say the same with Tandy as well um I didn't i I forgot like like Tyrone feeds off of people's fears. Mm-hmm. Even though that that creates the monster, and in a way that's exactly, but but handy also um, feeds off of people's hopes too. So, right.
1: but there's that line. But you're right there. As 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 you rightly pointed out, when Ty asked the question, "Am I like becoming like the negative part of of Bridget and Mayhem?" and I think. I think since Ty and Tandy have that, that bond, that, con- that connection to, to each other, they're sort of, they, they sort of keep other in check.
0: Oh, absolutely. Divine pairing.
1: Exactly.
2: Like
0: there, there's balances. All of these Lola, Loas that we've met are, have always been one person, one entity. So there is no balance. There is no counterbalance to outweigh the, what they are doing.
1: Yeah. So, so Tandy and Ty could never get to that to that point um, that we're seeing with mayhem and what we're seeing with, with Andre, that despair, uh, because they do, they're there to check one another when they get to that place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You wanted to go into about um, and talk about Tyrone's role in this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, even though this was this, the, the B-sides, and the, the the journey we saw it in, through the, the gaze of, of Tandy. Um, there were also things that happened here that, again, if circumstance or whatever broke another way, uh, Ty's life would have turned out differently. And, but also it, it was, I mean, it wasn't, I guess it was Tandy's representation of Ty in her, in her memory. So, It was, you know, but I think in that representation in her memory, it does sort of reflect the, the reality of, of the character. So when we see them in perfect life, him as a police officer, that, that protection role, uh, serve and protect. So that's what she basically see envisions. And that's what we, that she sees Ty as to her. And. And so um and then when they get further along and they're all alone and they're both thieves <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: they again, even though it was they were breaking the law and doing whatever is what was necessary in that particular situation. Again it's it continues to go back to uh basically he's the cloak and he is that arm of protection around her so that no matter what happens, it he is there to protect her, and ultimately we saw that in the conclusion of this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, we had to figure out what this place is because y- you've been referring it to a dream or a memory uh, or a subconscious, and I don't know. I feel like she still is. When they induced her, mm-hmm. she still found herself back into that other dimension that is embedded in uh, Tyrone's cloak mm-hmm. because the records were there when she went down the rabbit hole with with Mayhem a few episodes ago yeah. and she found herself there. And And I'm starting to wonder, because Mayhem got stuck in there,
2: yeah. we
0: encountered um another Loa. Which I can't remember the name of, but he is the crossroads
2: person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, and now despair is hanging out there as well. So I, I wonder if this is sort of a, what Tyrone has the ability to do is bridge these two worlds.
1: Mm. It could be some kind of pocket dimension where basically that's where their powers generate are generated
2: from.
0: Thank you. That is what I was looking for because I I I've done a little bit of research on on this characters or these characters, but like a year ago, and and I believe that's what they called it. There's a pocket dimension where he basically can put people into. However, I think the showrunner is doing their own twist on incorporating the voodoo and the the yeah. loas into yeah. it, which which is beautiful and it I is, love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think obviously that's what they're doing, but since they're, instead of basing the show in New York, it's in, in New, New Orleans. So yeah, they're definitely using the local, uh, culture and flavor to, to build into the, the mythos of the show, which, uh, you know, again, that's another thing I just really appreciate about this series is even how organic it feels with the, with the fractured family when even just a simple thing as far as going into the Gulf, of Mexico, have tie and Tandy meet on the, on the platform
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: um, and with, with, uh, with Mina. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't want to say about, I mean, I do want to follow up more on the pocket dimension thing that you're talking about, but, uh, those, all those elements really helped this, sh- help with the grounding of this show. Um, and yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that, that helps. And I, I think getting back to the pocket dimension. Um, it, it that makes sense why Tandy was able to was able to go back to that place that she mm-hmm. saw whenever they were doing the drug induced uh blackout, um, right? Because th- that and and I guess since Despair is also able to tap into that dimension, he was able to conjure up these these visions, or he well he might also have a pipe a, a, a Uh, i guess for lack of a better term word you know through line to it as well so he was able to just like take the construct that has already been kind of placed and then use it use these records as a way to uh you know break tandy
0: yeah uh we don't know and i hope we figure it out and what it is and and but but more importantly who else is there you Mm -hmm. know it it's just it, it opens up this such a doorway of fun. And why I, I really like this right now and I'm really enjoying it is because I keep I keep thinking about those other shows <laughs> <laughs> that we watch and we talk about. And I haven't been a fan of I'll be honest, I haven't seen both of the episodes of Arrow and Flash that aired this week. <laughs> I saw on Twitter. Some of the comments, and it's like, yeah, how about not? <laughs> um, but very what the showrunner and the writing team have been able to do is take the powers, like you steal hopes and you steal fear of other people, and been able to create this other way to tell these these stories that are so enriched in being a parable. Of being a, a story you hear when you like go to church or something, mm-hmm. like whatever your beliefs are. And, and that's what I think is so fascinating about the way they're choosing to use their powers and, and their growth in telling this coming of age story about these two very different, but also very similar, uh, people. Uh, and the world around them and I think that's so clever that I just can't get get over it because this is a superhero show yet you don't see them running around in costumes you don't see them like like I'm sorry It, it takes me out of it now when I see Arrow running around the streets of Star City without a mask on I'm just like why even put on the gear? Yeah. <laughs> Why even go like you're a deputy, like I don't understand it now. Why <laughs> what what makes a difference? And and in and, and, and juxtaposed to this, which what you're saying what talking about before, it feels real. It feels grounded even though there is these moments of the supernatural. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It it really yeah, and it's and I guess that's why it's so, so refreshing. So uh, why I'm really enjoying this show, uh, because you still have those, you still have the tropes, you still have the things that happen, but it's just a very, I don't know, just a very mature and a very grounded way of telling these stories. And, and so yeah, yeah you can, you can have pocket dimensions and all that kind of stuff. But then when you, whenever you base it, what Andre is doing and, and with the trafficking of these young women and everything, it's just like, wow, this, it's just, here's how a, a negative villain superhero can use these, po- can abuse these powers to, to really harm people. And, 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 and in a very real kind of way.
0: Yeah. I mean, he runs a woman's shelter.
1: Yes. And that's so, so insidious about it. I mean, he, a place, and I guess that's why this, this really speaks to me as far as why this show has really captured my attention is a place where, you know, people do go for refuge and for assistance and help from a very hopeless situation. And this is, this entity is like feeding off that and mm-hmm. then using it to further abuse them. I mean, that's just like, I mean, it, it easily, you know, easily, it's a very depressing story when you think about it.
2: But oh yeah.
1: It, uh, but at the same time, it doesn't take you out of. I mean, you, you, I'm, I'm engaged in the sense that I just want to see how Ty and Tandy are going to like break down this. And this episode was one of those ones where it's just like, oh hell, this is definitely like the probably the, the darkest part of the season because mm. Tandy is off the grid now. She's off. The, she's been removed from the chess match because well,
0: she gave up her hope.
1: She gave up her hope, and how he manipulated her. And it's a great way of storytelling too, to, to, to again, put a real world's problem, but then bring it into this universe of cloak and dagger, how her one last measure of hope in Ty was just taken from her, uh, in, in the episode. And I, and I love how they set the, how, and the reason why it works in this episode is because they set it up earlier in the season when he was shot at and he absorbed his bullets when he busted the, the, the ring.
0: Yep. Yep. I, I just remember watching it and I'm just, I accepted it. I, I, they fooled me. Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This is, I, for some reason, whatever reason yesterday when I was watching it, I was just like, stupid Tyrone, you could have gotten out of the way. I don't understand why you just let him shoot you to death. And, and they fooled me. I was just like, I was, I was waiting, but I was also just so engaged that I, all of my logic and disbelief was kind of just shut down for the yeah. moment because I was fully engrossed into just watching the story and let it play out rather than trying to guess like, oh, well, they could do this. And, and to go back your, to your point, like it really worked. This is another magic trick because the the writing is so strong that you're not trying to find plot holes. You're not trying to trying to outthink what they want to do with the plot. Instead, you're just like, no, I want to just watch it and and see everything and then reflect on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and 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 it's just a it's just a good play as a viewer. That's 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 what you, that's what I'm looking for in a show. -hmm. And, 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 you know, and, and yes, we could definitely pick out some flaws and, and quibble about certain things, but, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you know, at this point, I just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, the local radio Homer (laughs) (laughs) analyzing their, analyzing the, the, calling the football game or whatever, but I mean, I kind of can't help it. I mean, this show is just really, it's a really strong season and, um, you know, there's a time and place for that.
0: A few more things, um, yeah. that I noticed in this episode. Yeah. So we learn about Andre's story of how he basically became despair and he killed himself, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so.
0: Yep. Um, you know, we have another character who attempted suicide before. Tandy.
1: Tandy. Last season. That's right. He talked to yeah, and that was that. Par- again, the parallels. Yeah, because he did go back out into the bay and he threw himself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, another thing is we already talked about the shelter. You you could say Tandy very similar, where she, she yes, it wasn't like she created a men's shelter or anything, but she did manipulate a lot of men last season. She did to to. to Thieve, steal things from them especially the rich boys mm-hmm. so so there is a lot of selfishness a lot of parallels between these two characters it is. the song that kept playing and on every record it was brought up i believe at least once in very subtle ways the the lyric that i that i really heard them say again and again and again there is a land that is fairer than far mm. What is that?
2: Oh, Oh gosh.
1: That's a, that's a very powerful line and there's a land that is fair that far. Um I'm gonna have to hold I'm gonna have to think about that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, me too. And and listeners, let us know if you can make up make out what what they're referring to, why it just came Reoccurring because there is something there that the writers are either hinting at, um, in in regards to that because I felt like there's a reason why we heard that time and time again.
2: And
1: and and it could I don't know if it I mean one theory thought it could be that it's again that reflection of the two of them, Sandy and Ty, being that. Bond that thorough that that goodness energy that is you know sort of running through in the, from last season into this season that despair and mayhem at least I guess are the the, the negative energies and stuff and that by them overcoming all this and breaking this ring and bringing back hope to New Orleans, maybe that's the land that as we go through this far, this deep, far journey of of what we're watching with Tandy and her uh, loss of hope could be that, you know, that, that restoration of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And maybe
1: that's, that's, maybe that's the, at the end of the, of the season. That's what, we'll, that's where we'll
2: end up.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe that's more of an end of the series at the rate that they're going with yes. the development of these characters. Yeah. The the final thing, it, it unfortunately this is the line that really stuck out to me the most in this episode. But how many people does Bowen's baby have to hurt? Oh yeah. I mean, talk about legacies mm-hmm. that you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I I think she feels a lot of that. And this is why this character is so jaded about people, about good things, is that all she's ever known is people who are supposed to be good, supposed to be kind, supposed to love her. They're not good people in the end.
1: They're not. Except for Ty.
0: Except for Ty. Yeah.
1: Except for Ty. Yeah. Yeah that's that's a definitely another power powerful line and um and and it i mean this episode it really was a deep dive into into Tandy's psyche but despite all her um you know stealing people's hope and things and her insecurities and whatnot um it yeah i guess i said it before said it i'll say it again i mean it it the thing that uh stands out to me is just her fundamental belief that ties that goodness that keeps her keeps her balanced.
0: Yep. I I agree and now we're going to see Candy without Tyrone. Mm-hmm. And Tyrone trying to find Candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so maybe
1: maybe this maybe this episode would be this episode 7 will be his 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 journey. Um as um as we, you know, we, as we, we learn more about him and, and how he copes without her, her being there to sort of be that voice of reason cause he gets, he gets, he gets way into the weeds and into, into himself and she's always there to snap him out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. see next, this week. Um we're also going to talk about Doom Patrol, another episode. They're headed to the finish line only a few more episodes left
1: yeah Yeah. three left after this yeah
0: Yep, and we have we left off with the bureau of normalcy capturing cyborg and and it's just a classic prison break episode
2: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) total totally uh
0: where what stood out to you during this episode
1: I think what stood out to me it, it, it was a lot of callbacks to things earlier in the season, um, and and uh, and also a sister show uh, of Titans. Um So I think the the thing that stood out to me as far as the, the Titans tie in it reminds me a lot of the episode where Dick was in the asylum at the yeah end. yeah and and in particular with type with cyborg and the constant reboots that the grid. Well, he removed grid from his from his main his mainframe, but still there's some residual nanites or whatever tech that was going on there that was causing these these reboots and, and reliving the, the moment of the accident and uh his tort his very tortured relationship with his father and and so that's what stood out to me. Uh, also uh, the this, the um uh i, I liked how they they've, they've grown Larry's character Larry trainer
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um even though he didn't want to go back to the ant farm ultimately he 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 realized that we we're going to have to do this and so you know so it was good to see that progression from you know especially from uh Francis patrol and some of the earlier other other episodes, it, I, I just, you know, just seeing the steady progression of growth with each one of these characters in, in this series. Rita, same way. Uh Cliff is just, yeah, Cl- Cliff is just, you, I love Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you can just count on him to just bring, you know. Cliff and Jane are like the two when you need a moment of just where you just need to just laugh out loud they can always depend on one of the two of them to try it.
0: Yeah, I I I mean it's it's not just the growth of Larry that you see but there is a moment in this episode where they debate whether or not they should go save Vic because this is Cyborg he yeah. he's friends with Batman and Superman. Why would he need their help? Yeah, but yeah. they are the only people. And I and I really liked how for a while now there's been this tension between the original people in that house and Vic, who just came out of no, nowhere and is starting to take over and become yeah. lead. And he he wants a team. He I guess he didn't fit in the Justice League. We don't know really what happened there, but he's now formed. He's now becoming more of more a part of them. I mean, that line um, that stood out to me was he's becoming more machine. Yeah. And, and I just wish. Well, I know why they didn't add this. It wouldn't have made sense. But in my mind, I was like, and less of a hero. And that's really what what we're seeing. Like the more machine he becomes, the more he becomes this odd creature type being yep. that isn't really on that superhero level anymore. Because superheroes are who they are because they retain that sense of humanity.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. They retain that sense of humanity, and but also that sense of invincibility. Yeah. And Vic, and that was the other thing that, as far as things that stood out to me was. That, that, that tension there that, and, and why it makes sense for, you know, whenever we first talk, started the series, it, we all wonder, why are they bringing, how does cyborg fit into, into this? Because, you know, we're, we are so used to him in the, in the mode of titans or, or here recently with the DCEU, uh, you know, being fully with Justice League, but, it now, it, 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 from the things you just said, it, it's making sense for why he was the one that they brought over into the Doom Patrol.
0: Yeah, I, I, it allows these other characters who we haven't uh, haven't been shown in through that lens to have a, um, a hero moment, mm-hmm. to actually literally save a superhero. Yeah. Like, that's their, that's their time to like, no, I am important. And Cliff is just a brain and a robot. He's not smart, brain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're just scrap.
0: <laughs> and, like that that. So and then he tries to talk himself, he tries to talk them out of it, and it's like, no, 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 you don't understand, Cliff. You really are not special. Yeah. A, micro, a microwave is, or no, a toaster, is, toaster, more toaster is more special than, than you.
2: <laughs> than you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, 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 um and and I'll be honest, again, another episode where for I don't know what happened to me yesterday. I just was watching shows and I was like not thinking, logically. I knew Rita was missing, but I also did not know if she just decided to stay back. And I definitely didn't wasn't like, Oh well clearly Cliff ate her yeah. <laughs> because I- yeah. Rita would sign up for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point, point. and I, I think I was—I guess we were like on the same kind of wavelength as far as watching shows because I had the same same kind of thing where I was just really just sitting back and enjoying this for what it is. And, and I, I think that's just a good reminder to me and and, and to, to to sometimes just do that. You know, you don't have to always watch a show in a critical eye. But just sit back and just really really enjoy it. maybe it's the maybe it's the residual effect of endgame. I don't
0: know <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe uh, I, I don't know what it is either. and I, I think it also it's hard to turn off the critical eye when all you see are the mistakes or how you how it could be better when and then go to a show where you're just like, this is just fun and yeah. And there probably are some, but for whatever reason i am I just want to watch it and take it for what it is and not yeah. try to make it something that it's not,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, that's very true, that's very true and I, and that was definitely the case with, with, with me and Rita, i was I guess when I was watching i was I was trying to figure out not so much in a critical way, but you know what was the deal with Rita? why wasn't she mm-hmm. wasn't a part? You know when we see them going down the elevator, which is a very funny moment too. It's just when when Silas and they get into the elevator to go down to the ant farm, and they're getting jostled around and just very nausea inducing uh moment. Uh, I jumped ahead. America. I
2: couldn't do it.
0: I, couldn't <laughs> do it. I, I I seriously did. I was like yeah. I was like, let me skip forward. Oh no, <laughs> still doing this. Let me skip forward again.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very. uh, You know, not for. Not for weeks, take some drama me folks, if you need to before watching it, but uh, yeah, I was like, where's Rita but then when she you know when she did come out of cliff and and just all the just the, the you know prim and proper Rita, even though she's a you know when she's an elastic girl forms a very grotesque looking you know being uh but she still has that air of prim and properness and and Hollywood starlet and you know, yelling at Cliff about it's disgusting in there. And Cliff's like, hey, I had a rat crawling around inside of me. <laughs> I mean, that was just a good, a good funny banter moment between the two characters. Um But um I, this, yeah, but this episode, one of the things that I guess also stood out for me was uh, the callbacks, just to Silas and also Cliff's conversations earlier in the season, as far as the fatherhood thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um and so, and what, and so, it, it didn't, it, it was completely consistent with, with Silas to basically trade the Doom Patrol for, for, for Vic. yeah, And, uh, and so, you know, for, it, it, it that didn't, you know. That was again one of those things where I was like, "Yeah, that makes that makes total sense." And that's why I'm like, "Why are you guys like trusting this guy?" Because <laughs> even when they had the whole discussion about whether or not we should call Vic's father or not to do it, I mean, they were you know, Rita was like, was like, "No, we can't do that," because she she knew that that was just a bad idea. But of course, at the end of the day, they did and and made this deal with them, and and of course, it turned out exactly how. We thought it would, which would be them him flipping and turning them over to to get Vic back. So, um, you know, that was that was um, that was one of those moments where I was like, okay,
2: yeah, let's see
1: how the rest of you get out of this.
0: (laughs) Right, and and I I agree. Like it works so well because they they they've been laying out the the setup for that. To to occur and for us to believe that yeah of course he would sell out them for for his son it's his son and they already have a fractured relationship but still I mean why would you protect those who you barely know and and allow your son to just be remain captured right
1: so, especially since he knows what the ant form is capable of since so, so he worked there and, and with with Star Labs so which is a nice little connection to the larger universe
0: absolutely. Yep, I, I completely agree. I, that conversation when they're talking about the plan, like, you, you keep referring to the callbacks in it. I just like how it, you realize what a journey they've been on as a group of people. And so, and it's, and it's funny because yes, they all still have their own personal secrets, but now some of the members are learning, like, only Jane and Rita knew that he took out his um his what call it uh grid his grid yeah. and and cliff was just like very annoying. <laughs> you didn't share this with anybody, but yeah. you know, and and you could see some guilt, but it's like it really is, I mean, and that's what happens with families. You you have your personal secrets and then somebody finds out about it and then it erupts and suddenly your parents are just like, and you didn't tell us? Yeah. <laughs> so, um it's I I just I I like how this episode Yes, it's a prison break. We we've seen a lot of these episodes come before it, but it was very I think it's very important in terms of the season to to showcase how far these characters as a hero as people who look out for one another.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they're not saving just citizens, but they're they're looking out for another. How how far they've come and that's why you have them look around and be like, "Well, we got we got Vic. Right. But what about everyone else? Right. Right. Like these are our people, too. And then they release the butts.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a total. That, yeah. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. Literally, there's asses running around the platform at <laughs> I mean, okay.
0: Like that lose, use of language. They did not refer to them as that. But yes. Yes. <laughs> who who yeah. will bite you?
1: Who will bite you? Yeah. I, yeah. And that's a total doom patrol. Like I was like the absurdity of it, but you know, we have Danny the street. So and, and total like, you know, and we have, you know, it's completely consistent with this series, but, but it was just seeing that and the, the Bureau of Normalcy, uh, also formerly known as the oddities, uh, getting Devoured by, by these butts. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and I like how the general like finds out that information and then kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like best of luck with you. I don't,
2: <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I do like you're just afraid of a little butt. Like yeah, really? Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah
2: very um, interesting. Yeah. And,
0: and, and that's juxtaposed with a bigger emotional breaking point for yeah. cyborg. So he he did kill his dad.
1: If he didn't, he's he he beat him till it's just a matter of time before he's succumbs to his injuries. Because I mean, he just yeah, it was just the fury Mm -hmm. and raw emotion that was unleashed in that in that moment. I mean, I was like, damn, Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty. I mean, you did have yeah, I mean, you had the like I said the. The craziness and absurdity with the the butts, but then you had that moment with the very serious moment there with with Vic and and Silas.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Mister Nobody is not my favorite villain of any show. I actually, I I haven't been that. I'll I'll admit, in this may be scandalous, but Alan Tudyk in this role for some reason is just not working for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: However with this episode along with, um, doom therapy or therapy patrol. Yeah. I, I love the way they're having this character pull these strings to get what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there is something so spectacular about the manipulation that is occurring and him just being, being the puppeteer for all of these characters. Um, and And we don't know what that end goal is but but he is being pretty masterful as the puppeteer
1: very masterful and i, I think the end game we saw with was it, was it therapy patrol or which episode was it where the original Doom patrol um where they were just all broken they weren't able to overcome their 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 flaws and fears and yeah it was yeah. like
0: a a, a Patrol, Doom Patrol. Yeah. it was it was really weird. <laughs> the yeah. crazy of that
1: I, title. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, it, I can't remember the title of it, but uh, but it, but I think that's part of his end game is to try to break these individuals and one by one in their own way they're sort of overcoming it. Um, and it, even though they even though they aren't all you know quote unquote normal or 100% they're, 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 they're accepting who they are. Warts and all. And, and so for him to obviously this, this moment that has been building between Vic and, and Silas, I will freely admit I didn't see it coming, manifesting itself in this way, but it, it's. For nobody to, to to cause Vic to do that, and looks like Silas is dead. If he's not, he's very close. Yeah, that's just, just to see how Cyborg recovers from that will be very interesting as 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 we finish out this season.
0: Yeah, I mean it it has a good emotional beat to play out for the next few episodes because they are approaching that finish line. I, I still I still think it's a misstep to have fifteen episodes, even though I'm enjoying it. I still think that it probably. Looking back on it, I'll say, yeah, you could have cut this episode and that episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, there was like around episodes four, four through six, there were some that we could have probably compressed into one.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then that that weird episode that happened a few weeks ago that I'm <laughs> like, we're not talking about Doom Patrol. <laughs>
2: so. Yeah. Yeah, the,
1: the chief, the chief and the cave woman—that was a bit much. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I have,
0: I, I, yeah, that was not needed. There was there was so many things, but yeah. you know, <laughs> y- you can't be perfect these yeah. days with with a season. I mean, especially when you have fifteen episodes. Right, um, right. That's what Cloak and Dagger is proving because they only have ten. Mm-hmm. So. But but I am excited to see the finish line and also see a setup hopefully for season two.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: and and, and I'm really hoping that because uh, with like with Titans, DC was just super quick to to say oh we're going to go ahead and do season two. And uh, as of yet, we haven't gotten any word about uh, any kind of renewal with season two. And then of course there was the cutting short. Uh, thing in the middle in the middle of production and, and wrapping it up. So I, you know, I really, and, but I don't think that was a ratings thing or whatever. Obviously, because the show hasn't even been on yet, it seems like there was some creative issues that were going on behind the scenes that caused them to do that. But uh, I, I'm really hoping that Doom Patrol gets a second season because I mean this is just a fun, unique show that um, that really takes a lot of the tropes that we are so used to and, and, and turn them on their heads. And, um, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I've, I've gotten invested in these characters and I, and I want to, concede, to see, continue to see their story go forward.
0: Agreed. I think, I think, uh, Endgame is still killing the box office and probably made another hundred million while we were talking.
1: Probably so. <laughs> yeah. So I guess now the question is when will, will, it, will it cross, uh, two, 2.7, uh, before the weekend or will we be next Sunday afternoon saying, Hey, it's, it's made three billion dollars, y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That, that will be insane. That's like a billion a week of release. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for us today, folks. Uh Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
2: Yes,
1: you can find me at Will and Polk, W I L L M P O L K. And
0: you can find me at S-J Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Sina Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow and Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Good night, Geek Out. You're welcome.